Welcome to the What's Your Drive podcast, where we talk all things Hirschbach and the trucking industry. Join us each week as we talk about news, safety, industry topics, tips and tricks, and more. And now your host, Bianca Sanchez. Hello, and welcome back to the What's Your Drive podcast. Today, we have another fun two-part episode for you. In the first part, we're going to be joined by driver manager, Heather Hubbard. And in the second part, we're going to talk with longtime Hirschback driver, Bill Carden. Today, we're going to talk about communication and why it is so important um, from both a driver's perspective and a driver manager's perspective. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the What's Your Drive podcast. Um, I am joined today by Heather Hubbard. She is a driver manager on our over the road fleet and um, welcome Heather. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, We're going to talk today about communication and the importance of communication, um, both from the driver's perspective and from the company's side. But before we get into that, um, Heather, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about you and, um, you know, what you do here at the company. Uh, well, as you said, I'm an over-the-road dispatcher. I've uh, been with Hirschbach for be four years next week. Um, in my tenure here, I've started out as a CSR, so I was looking scheduling and tracking our freight. Then I moved to being a planner, so I obviously I did that. I planned I planned the over the road trucks, um, matched the best trucks with the best flows, you know, making sure deadhead hours of service, everything made sense. Drivers who needed to get home got them home as needed to the best of my ability, and then I switched back to being the lead CSR, and I moved to weekends, so I know the joys and the pain points and the frustrations of weekend dispatch. Um, and being overwhelmed on the weekends for everybody because I was there, I've been that, I've lived that life. Um, and on weekends, um, many people know that I hate getting the answer of I don't know. So I learned how to dispatch on the weekends kind of on the fly because I hated not being able to help drivers to the best of my ability. And uh, from there, ended up being asked to come back to Dave and be a dispatcher. So here we are. That's fantastic. I love that you've kind of worked all different positions in the operations side. So you can really give us a great concept of why communication is so important. I think it's it's beneficial to know that you've done all of these different roles. Thank you. It's definitely made me stronger, I feel, as a dispatcher and being confident in my job, being able to know and say things and being able to watch things and kind of know what to expect, know where freight's going to move, what customers are going to wiggle, what customers are, are going to be hard on us. Um, you know, I've seen some of those pain points and those tips and tricks from being a CSR and being a planner that I can help the drivers and vice versa. I can know how to say, hey, to the CSR, this would be more useful or if you did it this way, um, just, hey, you can do this in the computer like this and it would help the drivers immensely. So it definitely has has helped me become stronger and I feel like I'm helping the whole team learn, learn from seeing all three positions and all the positions. Absolutely. So in your role as a driver manager now, um, obviously you do a lot of day-to-day communication with the drivers that are on your board. 
Um, what kind of advice do you have regarding communication? Like, I know communication comes up often as like a pain point for a lot of people. So from the driver manager perspective, what are some ideas, some tips that you have to help improve communication? My biggest one is always be proactive. Um, as a driver manager and as a CSR and a planner, for everybody involved and for the driver themselves, over-communication and proactive communication is going to get everybody's headache eased a little bit better. Um, and just when you think it's not something that you should communicate or it's something small and it won't be a big deal, that doesn't matter. You know, if it's something out of your control, like a traffic backup in a detour that takes you 20 miles out of route, maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal to you right now if you don't communicate it. But hey, maybe an hour down the road, that's what made or break you being able to make it to your fuel solution or something. So just those little, those times when you don't think that it could be a big deal or something that you need to communicate. Honestly, I would rather hear it or see a message about it just to know, hey, yes, this driver always communicates. Um, it helps ease our mind too as dispatchers to say, hey, confidently, this driver will let me know if something's wrong. So when you, you know they're tight on a load or something, I can trust that they're going to get there because they haven't communicated otherwise to me. Um, in addition to that, the whole help help me help you, how it relates to the planners and the CSRs, if something's coming up and you think it's, you're going to be tight or delayed on a load um, or even just a little bit tight to, to the um, receiver, it's the CSR's job to communicate that to the customer and to the receiver. And we all know we're going to get received a heck of a lot faster if we give that receiver a heads up saying, hey, my guy's going to be like 30 minutes late, got caught up in traffic. Then that driver rolling in 30 minutes late with no communication. The dock workers are upset. They had to stay in wait. They, you know, the receiving office had to call the customer. The customer had to call us. The CSR had to call the dispatcher. And there's just a whole bunch of extra breath wasted when all the driver had to do was call his dispatcher and say, hey, I'm going to be like 30 minutes late. Um, everybody's day would have gone so much smoother and the receiver wouldn't have been so grumpy mm-hmm. and the driver wouldn't have been so grumpy for getting stuck. So I'm very proactive and I try to run my board like that as well. Just, you know, help me help you or a team. You know, I don't survive without you. You don't survive without me. We're here together. Now, do you adjust your communication strategy with um, like by the different drivers that are on your board as you've gotten to know them? I definitely do. Um, I have drivers who prefer to have messages sent to them in writing. So even if we talk about it, which I do try to talk to all of my drivers, especially if it's something intricate, they prefer to have it written out just so they can see it and refer to it later if they need to. Um, I have drivers who would prefer never, ever, ever to look at their geotab ever again because they just don't like computers and they put up with them for me. Um, But I know those drivers need to be called. Um, I prioritize who I'm calling based off of who is driving and who isn't. So if I have a few different things come up and I have a handful of drivers, I have to call like pre-plans and, you know, drop and hook, stuff like that. Um, I'm always going to prioritize the calls I'm making by the drivers who are driving who can't read their messages actively versus the drivers who show inactive or on break, um, trusting that, you know, maybe they're going to peek at that message first or see that pre-plan before I call them so I can catch the ones who can't look at stuff right away. But I do try to accommodate everybody's wants and needs for how I communicate. Now, are there some particular things that um, you've noticed in your, in your tenure here that, 
seem to be repetitive things that people are not communicating that in your mind are just kind of like, hey, if you do this every time, you're going to be successful. I know we kind of talked about over-communicating, but um, what are some particular areas where you really want to get that message out? Like, hey, communicate this. ETAs. ETAs for a PTA. So estimated time of arrival is exactly what we base your probable time of availability on, which is your PTA. And your PTA is what drives planning, what drives booking. It is what drives the whole world. So if you want a good pre-plan, if you want to pre-plan 10 hours after you deliver, because that's when your break is up, let us know, especially on drop and hooks. I cannot stress enough. Give us your ETA so we can set your PTA and then you can keep on rolling. That's just ETAs and PTAs are a big pain point, And that's for everybody. I mean, coming off the home time too, if you're on the load to the house and you know you're rolling in on Friday and you know you're going to be ready on Tuesday morning, let the person doing your empty call know that. Say, hey, set my PTA for Tuesday morning. Uh, and then the planners and the, and the CSRs and the bookers know to book you a load for Tuesday morning. And then stick to that and hold to it and hold to your word. And if something's come up that you need to, you know, something to come up, but that's not going to work anymore. The sooner we know, the better, because we are counting on that ETA mm-hmm. to be what books the next load. So ETAs, PTAs, they're my big pain point. <laughs> that's perfect. What is, uh, now, okay, for anybody who is listening and doesn't understand, what do those acronyms mean? I know ETA is estimated time of arrival. What's the other one? Yep. PTA is probable time of availability. So if your ETA to a receiver is 8 a.m. You're going to be out of hours when you get there. I'm going to set your PTA for 1800 because the driver's going to take a 10-hour break. Maybe they're going to get there at 8 a.m., but they're only going to use two hours of their clock, so we're going to set their their PTA for 10 a.m. because they're going to be ready to go and have a good chunk of their of their available drive time to run for the day. So those PTAs are probable time of availability. And that's what we're saying. The driver is going to be ready for his next load at this time. Fantastic. What are, um, what are some things from the driver manager's perspective that you wish drivers understood? Like I, I don't know if everyone grasps, I'm sure most people in trucking understand this by this point, but that you have a, a board with multiple drivers on it. And so you're communicating with the, all of these drivers throughout the week, um, from your perspective, what are some things that you wish that some folks would understand um, as part of your job? Um, I'm not out to get anybody, nor is any dispatcher. Um, <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's transportation. We all know transportation happens. Things happen and things come up. And sometimes it feels like the same things, you know, the same happenstances are happening to us back to back to back. And um, I just wish everybody would know that uh, we don't wake up every morning here as a Hirschbacher or anybody out to get a specific person. Um, the, the loads fall. It's, things are going to happen. Transportation is going to happen. But I will do my best, um, as I know all of my comrades in dispatch will, to fix it to the best of our ability and make sure everybody's happy and squared away to the customer as well as to the driver and everybody in operations too. Um, we're all in this together. And I, I really, really cannot stress enough that uh, we're not out to pick on anybody intentionally. That is very good point. I know that one of the things I often see on Facebook is is that kind of uh, Facebook, social media, uh, all those different places is 
I think some people feel frustrated with their own particular situation. And oftentimes the answer can be a simple communication. And it's, it's as simple as if you've got an issue, let us know and we'll try everything we can to fix it for you. Are there things that you sometimes feel you hear from a driver that they're just like on the edge of being done? They don't want to do it anymore. And, and it was something you're like, oh, you, I wish you would have just called and told me this. Um, it, really nothing comes to mind, really. Um, it, I guess right now, you know, in my immediate um, dealing with the freight crisis and COVID, I feel like everybody out there is just feeling a little bit overworked. I mean, I've been stuck in my house for six weeks with my kids mm-hmm. while also dispatching. So I'm there. we're all there but um I think just right now it's everybody's just feeling a little bit down in the dumps and frustrated and and um I just I think that uh we all just need to push through together and and we'll get through it if there's one thing I've seen Hirschback do it's go for a roller coaster ride of emotions but we all always come out smiling I know I've, I've been there in the office and I know the drivers have been there too that there's been pain points everywhere so I think right now the immediate thing that I'm seeing is just frustrations with freight, which is going to be a given, but that should be upticking here shortly. I've been hearing some good news about that. So, Yes. yes. What are some things that you've been doing to kind of keep you feeling positive and just upbeat while we're all kind of trapped at home? Oh, that's a hard one, Bianca. Let me think about that. <laughs> um, do you want my honest answer? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, well, my honest answer is fireball because I have to make Brad proud. Um, there's that. Um, but really just going at it every day like I do any other day. It's just another day and we're going to get through it. And the faster the world gets through this crisis, the faster we can all be back together. Um, just listening to my drivers, listening to them vent, being there for them. Unfortunately, that means I'm on the phone a little bit longer. But hey, if you guys need a few extra minutes just to get it off your chest. I'd rather you vent it to me than taking it out in road rage or, you know, making decisions that probably aren't the best because you're making last minute decisions. I actually had a driver call me very recently that, you know, made a really rash decision. And I talked him, I guess, off the ledge Mm -hmm. and he called me a couple days later and he's like, man, I'm stupid, Heather. I'm so, so sorry. Like, I can't believe I even said that to you. And I was like, Hey, you know, this is, this is hitting us. So just being there and I have drivers that are doing the same for me, a couple drivers on my board that can hear it in my voice. They're like, Hey, just call me if you need to vent. Cause we all, we all feel it. So just leaning on my support system, I guess, and um, lots of fireball. <laughs> yes. Well, I, my, my particular drink of choice right now is that kinky vodka has a tropical flavor out. I mix that with a little pineapple and my world gets all happy for, my, my little 20 minutes. There, so, <laughs> yep. Uh, it works out well. Is there anything, we've got an open forum right now. Is there anything else that you'd like to add um, just regarding like communication or anything that's going on right now? Um, in my most positive cheerleader voice, I would probably just have to like yell something to the effect of, you know, just, just keep trucking as safely as possible. We're all frustrated. We're all overworked. We're all tired. We'll all get through it and it'll be fine. Um, well, you know, get through it as a team, I guess. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like the end of this year is going to be outstanding because at some point we're all going to be safe to kind of come together again and we're going to have some pretty epic events happening when this, when this day comes. I'm very, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen this year. 
I I am too. I, I hope I hope what's going on in the world brings. You know, I, I was talking with my husband who also works at Hirschbach pretty mm-hmm. recently and he gets to leave the house every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about our kids in school and I, I said, you know, my kids aren't learning anything that they probably should, um, but my kids are learning life skills. So I hope that other kids in the world are getting to do that and get, getting to appreciate the little things, the time that we're spending with our family that we hold dearest to us. And I'm sure there are going to be some epic barbecues and missed graduation parties, and last minute ethers, and who knows what when this is all said and done. Absolutely. I I am so looking forward to that. I'm I'm ready. It just better not be wintertime when this happens. Okay. <laughs> That's okay, because all of those parties will need freight. They're all going to need meat. So yes. freight can bottom out. And as soon as all the parties start, freight's going to be booming because everybody needs to eat. And they can call Hirschback. We'll get the load to them. We'll do that. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, thank you, Heather. I'm so glad that you joined me today. And um, I hope... No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we can check back in in the future and uh, maybe give an update. But uh, we will talk again soon. Sounds good. You have a great day and drive safe, everybody. All right. Welcome back. Um, I have Bill Carden here for part two of this episode on communication. Welcome, Bill. Nice to be with you. Thank you. And Bill is a driver with our OTR fleet. And we talked with Heather Hubbard previously, and she is also Bill's driver manager. But Bill, um, why don't you take a moment and tell us about yourself? Well, I've been driving for about 18 years. In the last 12 years, I've been driving with Hirschbach, which I love. It's a family and it's it's home. Uh, I have two kids. They're grown. And I have six grandkids, which they're the light of my life, mm-hmm. you know, and that uh, enjoy seeing them, spending time with them, spending time with my wife. We've been married for, I'd say, 41 years. You know, we grew up together and we've wow. been together ever since, you know, and that. So she... She kind of basically runs my life, <laughs> tells me what to do, <laughs> keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we all need someone like that. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am, we do. <laughs> well, that's great. So you also have been uh, here at Hirschback. We have something called best of the best. And, and basically every year um, we look at some statistics and we rank the drivers and those who have met certain performance levels um, are are in the best of the best platinum category or gold or silver. We have three categories. And you have been best of the best how many years now? If I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be eight years straight or nine years straight. That is a fantastic accomplishment. But as someone, Thank you. As, as someone who is best of the best that many years here, you know a thing or two about being successful as a driver and one of those being and the importance of communication. Yep. You know, you got to communicate, you know, you can't get nothing done out there unless you communicate, you know, with other drivers or your uh, driver manager. So what are some of the, the things that you feel are, are things that should be communicated that make your life easier as a driver and that you recommend other drivers do to be successful? 
Well, you know, to number one thing I do is when I get a pre-plan or something, I plan out my trip, you know, to make sure I know if I can get it done or not. You know, then if I can, I communicate with my DM that there's no way I can get it done. But if there is a way, then sometimes I don't see things that they see there and they tell me it can get done. So if they tell me it can get done, then I get it done because we communicate. They know more. They can see more about what's going on at that point of your hours of service and all. And, you know, what you're picking up the next day more than if you don't keep tabs of that, that's, you got to communicate with that, make sure you can get something done. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know everybody has a different style and way that they like to communicate. Uh, what are what are yep. some of your your ways that you prefer to communicate with your driver manager? Well, number one thing I do with when I communicate with mine is I go through the geo tab, send them a message first, mm-hmm. let them know what's going on that way they can see it, you know, and then she'll give me a call back and let me know what's going on, you know that. And if I, if she don't call within a certain matter of time, you know, cause I know they're busy, then I'll give her, try to give her a call, you know, and get, get one of y'all up there to, you know, give her a message if, if somebody else answers the phone to call me back. Cause you know, to communicate, get some communication like that. But now if it's a dire need communication, then when I was sending a message, I said, you know, you need to call me ASAP, then they know that it's dire need. But most time it's just give me a call when you get a chance. But, but, you know, 99% of the time they do call back, but they are busy. You know, I'm not, I'm just not the only driver on that board (laughs) of hers. That's a, that's a good thing. We were, I was actually just talking about that with her and I said, what are some of the things that, you know, you, you have multiple people on your board. What are some of the things you wish drivers would understand about your side? Um, and so that's a great perspective to have. Yeah. See, a lot of drivers think they're the only driver on that board. A lot of these ladies and guys, they have 50, 75 drivers on their board. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one, you know, which I know that, you know, this ain't my first rodeo on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up there at the office and I've seen what goes on with other drivers that's one thing they need to understand is they're not the only driver on that board. Are there things that you've heard, um, you know, talking with other drivers that you've given them advice and said, Hey, you know, you should, you should communicate that or just different pain points that they might have that in your, in your experience you've, you've witnessed and can maybe give them some pointers on. Yeah. A lot of times I hear, you know, well, I've been on the phone all day with them. Okay. Did you send in a message to begin with? Well, no, you need to send in a message first because they can always see their emails mm-hmm. and then they'll get back with you. You know, if it's an emergency, explain to them it's an emergency. If it's not, then they'll call you back when they get a chance. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've noticed probably about 60% of our drivers, first thing they do is hit the phone, call the phone, you know, get on the phone, try to get them, you know, and if you got, 20 of your drivers on that board trying to get in at the same time, guess what? You're not going to. 
you know, and that, that gets them upset and all that. And there's no reason to get upset because, you know, your driver manager, they can't answer 20 phone calls at a time. <laughs> Don't we always? You know, even on, I agree. You know, <laughs> there's times I, I said, boy, I need a red line to that, to my DM yep. so I can get a hold of her. But that's not going to happen. You know, so you just got to, you know, just got to be patient. Good advice. Um, from from your perspective as a driver, um, what are things that, that you look for from a company that you consider um, good ways that we communicate? Uh, getting back with you as quick as possible. You know, I look at that, you know, which is approved tremendously, you know, and, you know, just acknowledging that, you know, you're out there and you're having that problem. At least somebody let acknowledges that they know that you're there in that situation. You know, there's sometimes once in a while when things are hectic, you know, nobody ever calls back or nothing, but yet that's when you don't send in your message to let anybody know what's going on. You know, you got to send in that message. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, because that covers your behind. <laughs> just in case something's said. Well, no, I sent in that message, you know. Because there's a couple of times that it saved my butt. You know, something didn't go right. I said, hey, I sent in my message. Mm-hmm. And they look at it and say, yep, you know. So that's just the way it is. You want to cover your behind. I am a... I'm a big fan of over communication and CYA. I definitely like to cover mine. <laughs> yeah, you got to cover your behind. <laughs> so that's are, a true fact. It is very true. Uh, what are some of the the things that uh, you know, as a driver, you would, if it were in your ultimate uh, decision making abilities, what were some things that you would like to see changed or improved with communication that you think would make things a little bit easier for the drivers? Well, in my opinion, I'd like to be able to once, you know, I, I, this is just fantasy in a sense, you know, it just, when I call, I'd like, you know, Heather to pick up the phone, but that just ain't going to happen. But I'd like to get, I'd like to get, you know, a call back a little quicker basically what happens you know but sometimes you don't know what goes on that day there at the office mm-hmm. you know sometimes some days are quicker than others you know some days are just not good at all you know but it just I'd like to see it get a little quicker in the sense of getting back in touch with you mm-hmm. hopefully that can be done but We'll see. It just technology. I, I don't think is there right now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when you got fifty people calling in at the same time, that's overloading that circuit board there. Yeah, it's hard to answer fifty phone calls at once. That's pretty. It really is. <laughs> you know, even for a computer. Oh yeah. You know. Are there any other uh, any other advice that you would give? to to folks to help improve their their experience in the trucking industry or to help improve uh, make themselves more successful just basically you know plan your trips 
make sure you have an A and B plan, you know, make sure you have the hours and everything to do it with. Get down the road safely as you can, you know, because there's people's wives and kids and husbands out there that I understand they make a mistake, but you keep an eye, make sure, always keep an eye out there so when they do make a mistake, you can kind of react their mistake so you don't hurt nobody. What are some of the ways that, or what are some of the things that you do uh, as far as like planning your trip goes? I just, once I plan on how many, by the time I get a pre-plan and that, I basically already know where, how far I'm going to get down the road and all that, with what hours I got left. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how I'm going to do it, you know, because a lot of drivers, they plan their trips, but they don't plan they're going to run out all their hours, but they don't plan for the next week, you know, when they're going to regain hours. You know, you got to be watching out for that next week, too, as you're doing that week that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't, you're going to be sitting for a day that you might not have but one hour or maybe no hours. You're mm-hmm. going to sit that day until midnight, you know, so you want to plan and keep an eye on your hours as you're going through the week. Because you always want to have hours, at least enough hours. To go anywhere from 300 to 400 miles that day, mm-hmm. you know, when you pick up hours, because, you know, sometimes you're going to get a little bitty load, you know, short load that is going to help you. And sometimes it's going to put you in that, in that spot to get a lot longer run, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to make sure you have them hours to do that run where you ain't got to have it relayed or something, you know, so the hours, making sure you have your hours down right and everything and know what you can do that day, you know, Mm -hmm. because you really don't know what's going to happen out there on the road. Anything could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be going perfect all day, and all of a sudden at the end of the day, boom, things go real bad, you know, so you got to plan for that kind of stuff. You know, you got to make sure you have enough leeway in there, Mm -hmm. you know, when you make that delivery, because I'm I'm always, always want to be an hour early. It's always better to be early than late. Mm you know, and I plan that extra hour in there to, to be early. And of course, and that, whenever things start going south, notifying <laughs> your DM that things are heading south. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there. Heather knows that, too. <laughs> we had one of them bad days, so we just come We just come to the conclusion, we're just going to wing it, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that day, there, you have days like that, you know. Everything goes wrong. So, you know, you can't get upset. You just got to wing it and get get things done the best that you can, you know, and safely as you can. Because if you're upset, you're not thinking about safety. You know, anything anything could happen. You can't just stop that big truck on a dime or turn it around either. I've had them days. And here lately, I've had them days. Me and Heather, we just laugh. We'll just wing it. Hey, that's a that's a yeah. great approach. It's better to laugh sometimes than to get too upset. Oh, it about is. It. You know, it really is. And and I'll tell you who really taught me that was Heather. You know, she laughs a lot about it. Oh, good. <laughs> don't worry about it. Man, I get upset. And she goes, Bill, just don't worry about it. You know, we'll wing it. All right, you say, we'll go for it. You know, see what happens. But yeah, she's she's got my back and, you know, and I've got hers. You know, she's she's a good DM. 
real good to him. He knows what you're doing. Believe me. That's fantastic. Is there anything that you would advise uh, another driver on building a good relationship with your DM and why it's important? Uh, yeah, you, you know, there's the one that that's it, all you got out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have a good rapport with your with your DM. You know, even though some of them are quiet, some of them ain't. You know, you get to know your DM, talk to them for a little bit, you know, if they got the time, you know, and get to know. And then if they know that you're a good runner, they know got faith in you. They'll say, well, he can get it done. No matter what, just leave him alone. He'll get it done. But that's the, that's the kind of faith that you, your DM has in you. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you feel good. You know, you've got to have a good rapport with your DM. Sometimes, you know, they get a they get a little angry, I guess you'd want to say, or something like that. But you got to sit there and look. They're dealing with 50 to 60 other drivers that are, some of them that can't even take care of themselves out here, you know. And that's what you got to do. You got to take care of yourself out here. But you got to have your DM because that's all you got out here. Because, you know, if you ain't got your DM, man, that's just... That's a no-no, <laughs> you know, and I've always had a good rapport with mine because I told them, you know, I tell them what I can do, mm-hmm. you know, they know what I can do and all that, and I get it done no matter what it takes because I'll figure it out to get it done, you know, and if they tell me it's going to be real tight, it, it can be done. I said, man, I hate them words when you say that because <laughs> you got to figure out it, it can be done, so you got to do what it takes to get it done. Yeah. No crying about it, no nothing, just get it done. And that's what a good DM does. You know, but the rapport with the DM, you have to have it. No, t- no doubt about it. Now, uh, is there anything else that you would want to add or uh, give some additional tips? Or if you got an open mic here. Be yourself, drive, and just have fun, you know, and be respectful about it. You know, just, it's not all peaches and cream out there, but there's days out there that are tremendously better than other days, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all, it's all, just think of what you're doing for the country. You're, you're helping people by delivering product mm-hmm. to the stores. So they can get it. They, everybody thinks it's all comes. It's magically appears at the store, but it don't. <laughs> it's what we do for them, you know. And if we can't get it done, if the DMs don't get it done, the DMs can't get it done if the planners don't get it done. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all a team effort. Absolutely, you know. And that, and we have to work with everybody, you know, communicate with everybody to get it done and. Look how good we do it at Hirschbach. Mm-hmm. I agree. We we do it really good. But that's about all I got to say on on that. I just you know Hirschbach's home. That's it for me. Well, Mister Carden, I really appreciate it. I think you've shared some fantastic words of advice, and it's fan- it's great to hear uh, a driver's perspective on communication, the importance of it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, y'all have a good day. And hopefully everything will get going again. 
what you will. Heck yes. And thank you. Thank you, Bill. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for listening to the What's Your Drive podcast. We'd sure appreciate it if you subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Leave us a review. And if you'd like to see more, stop by our website at whatsyourdrive-podcast.com. While you're there, leave us some feedback on the show and share your future topic ideas. Roll safe, everyone.